You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 273, Are You Ready to Fight? Part 2. Last week we started this series, uh, for lack of a better term, we'll call it a series on spiritual warfare. And I think that the the series is very applicable um, for the times we're living in. I'm recording this at the end of June uh, 2020. And of course, 2020 has been an interesting year. We started off the year with a COVID-19, the the global uh, pandemic that, that took a number of lives and really caused all kinds of problems. I mean, the we're still dealing with the economic issues that it's created and the <clears throat> mental and emotional issues that it's created, along with, with the physical aspects. So that was a problem. We, we're also in America dealing with... Um, some social unrest, racial tensions, uh, looting, protest, uh, division, a real sense of division in America. At least that's what the, the, the media would want you to believe. <clears throat> so there's, there's a lot of things going on, but if you're a Christian, you understand that what we're dealing with has its roots in the spiritual realm first. In fact, I would argue that what we see going on in society and across the globe has its roots, has its beginning in the spiritual realm. There is spiritual warfare taking place all around us, but we can't always see it. In fact, we usually don't see it, but we can sense it and we can understand what's going on by having a, a good understanding of God's Word. Listen to this passage of Scripture. <clears throat> Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. 
<clears throat> so, of course, this passage of Scripture comes from the Apostle Paul, chapter Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. And he's describing this, this warfare that we're talking about. And notice the, early in the passage, he says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual rulers. And, you know, obviously, you know, this can sound kind of spooky and um, kind of crazy, but if, if we believe in a spiritual realm... Um, if we believe in a, an, an eternity in, in a realm that we can't see, it's really not that hard to, to, to grasp, but there's a spiritual realm and there's, um, you know, if you believe in a God, and, and, and most of us do, especially for Christians, we, we would, and um, if you believe in spiritual powers, angels, demons, whatever, as crazy as it sounds, there, is, there are things going on around us. And so we're going to deal with the, the, the weapons of our warfare, what Paul said here. We dealt with a couple of them last week. We'll deal with <clears throat> a few more this week, and then we'll wrap it up next week. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by a very special book. Street Cop 2 Reloaded is, of course, the sequel to Street Cop, which is also another very special book. These two books are the, the, the stories of my career. And, you know, right now you can, you know, turn on the news or look online and you'll see that there is a war against law enforcement in this nation. There is a, a, a war being waged against the men and women who really put their lives on the line every single day. Uh, they're the ones who, who really do maintain some type of order in society. I mean, imagine... Um, a 24-hour period or a 48-hour hour period without law enforcement in our country. Imagine the chaos that would ensue. Well, you don't even have to imagine very much because in some cities, law enforcement is <clears throat> pulling back because of the way they're being treated and the the uh, you know and there's a whole host of other reasons for it. But the reality is, law enforcement does more every day. Um, to protect us than we'll ever realize. So these books, if you want to know what it's like to be a police officer, check out these two books. Uh, I was a police officer in the third largest police agency in the southeast, um, just outside of it, metro, in, in metro Atlanta area. And these are true stories. I changed some names, but that's about it. And uh, these are true stories from my police career. So if you want to know what it's really like, check out Street Cop 2 Reloaded. Let's jump back in. Last week, we talked about the belt of truth, and we're going to keep moving forward and talking about the armor that Paul gives us. The next thing he says is, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. You know, the Roman soldier wore a breastplate over their chest um, to protect their vital organs. And this breastplate excuse me, would protect them against punctures. It would protect against stabs to the chest. It was a, a very effective piece of armor to protect the vital organs. When I was a police officer, <coughs> excuse me, I wore body armor every day of my career. And this body armor doesn't cover everything, but it covers the vital organs. It covers your chest. It covers... Um, you know, your back, your spine, your internal organs, the, everything that's vital around, around your middle is covered by the body armor. You know, part of being a Christian 
Um, and being effective as a Christian is being in right standing with God. That's what righteousness is. Righteousness is um, this idea of being right with God. And obviously, this is not something we can attain on ourselves. I think sometimes in the world there's this mistaken idea that that I can work for righteousness, that I can attain righteousness because of my good deeds. But the reality is we can't. Righteousness only comes from what God has done for us through Jesus, and we accept it as a free gift. But through that free gift, we have a right relationship with God. And you know, this idea of the breastplate of righteousness, protecting our hearts, is is so powerful because um, one of the one of my favorite verses for, is from Proverbs four twenty three. It says, "Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life." Guard or protect your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. And so we have, to, if we're going to be effective for God, if we're going to be the warriors that God has called us to be, we have to um, protect our hearts from things that will poison them, from things that will hurt us. <clears throat> we protect our hearts from bitterness. We protect our hearts from anger. We protect our hearts from unforgiveness. You know, it's so easy to, to allow offense to fester, and then it turns into really poisoning us. Unforgiveness is <clears throat> one of those crazy things where we we hold this unforgiveness in our hearts. We're angry at that person who did that terrible thing to us. And yet the only person that we're hurting is ourselves. The unforgiveness doesn't hurt the other person. It hurts us. And that's not downplaying what they've done to us. I mean, if they've hurt us or done something, we're not downplaying that at all. It's just the reality is our unforgiveness doesn't do anything to them. They're going on and living their lives. But the unforgiveness hurts us. So we have to protect our hearts. And that's what this breastplate, this this piece of armor does. And so, like when I was a police officer and I would strap on my body armor, um, that's as a Christian, that's what we're doing with God's righteousness. We're strapping it, strapping it on to protect our hearts, to protect our vital organs, to protect the, 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 the inside of us that we can <clears throat> really be the effective warriors that God's called us to be. And then Paul says, as shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In other words, put the, the shoes that you put on as a soldier are shoes of peace. You know, the, the Roman soldiers had special sandals that they wore that would help them to hold their ground and not be pushed backwards. You know, we think of sandals as, 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 as those flat, smooth-bottomed shoes, but um, that, that people would wear in the first century. But really, the ones the soldiers would wear were... Had, a, had, a, had special um, souls that would help them to hold their ground and to not be pushed backwards. And um, when I was a police officer, I would wear boots, uh, combat boots, because, you know, you never know where you're going to end up, and it's easy to twist an ankle and to, to, to fall down. It's easy to twist an ankle if you step on something or trip over something. And so, you know, most of us found that combat boots offered the protection to our feet and ankles <clears throat> that we didn't get in, 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 you know, normal, you know, tennis shoes or even, you know, the black dress shoes that, that you know, you'll see some officers wearing. So, so what does this have to do <clears throat> with us as Christians? Well, Paul describes the shoes that we're to wear as 
the shoes of peace, having put on these 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 shoes, the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So, you know, as Christians, we think of going to war, and you know, with war we think of anger and conflict. But really, as Christians, we carry peace with us. It doesn't mean that you know we're not praying for people, and there's not a time to you know have have uh, confrontations. We know that. I mean, that's just part of living in this world and being a leader. As a leader, you're going to have to have confrontational conversations occasionally. But the thing that should describe us as Christians is peace. We should take God's peace <clears throat> really wherever we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, Jesus said this. He said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And you know, in these days... These tense days of, 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 of tension, political tension, racial tension, <clears throat> whatever, whatever you want to call it, there's such a need for peace. And this is the church's role. You know, some people will say, well, you know, the politicians should, should you know, try and get along. Or, you know, people of different races should get along. Listen, it's all about us as Christians living the gospel out. And that means carrying the peace with us. I can't expect <clears throat> the government to, to do something that, that they've never been designed to do. God, God's, you know, I don't know what people think the role of government is, but the thing of bringing peace, the kind of peace that God wants to bring, that's not their job. <clears throat> and so as believers, our job is to take peace with us wherever we go. We should be peacemakers. We should look for opportunities to um, bring a peaceful situation, to bring peaceful resolutions wherever we can. Um, you know, Jesus said, you know, my peace I, le I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Um, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but take care, I've overcome the world. And, and so as Christians, Jesus has given us his peace, and there's such a need for that because in the world, there's such a sense of, being unsettled. There's such a sense of worry. There's such a sense of depression. There's such a sense of anger. And there's such a, a, a real need for peace, for, for, for God's people to just bring that peace wherever they go. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about the breastplate of righteousness. We've talked about the, the, the shoes, our, the, you know, carrying the peace with us wherever we go. And then Paul talks about the shield of faith. The shield of faith. He says that it's to protect us against the enemy's attacks. He says, um, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. <clears throat> as we said, we're in spiritual warfare. The enemy is throwing flaming darts at us. He's shooting them at us. He's launching them at us all the time. Well, what are these flaming darts? Well, I think the flaming darts that the enemy attacks us with are unhealthy thoughts, are bad thoughts, are temptations. These flaming darts can be negative words, can be, um, you know, illicit daydreams. But whatever it is, the, he's throwing these darts at us, and it's not for our good. You know, if we're launching flaming darts at an enemy, it's not because we're, we're wanting to make friends with them. And the devil's not wanting to make friends. He's wanting to destroy us. 
And these things will destroy us if we don't stop them. You know, Paul said in another place, he said that um, we're bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We're bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's in 2 Corinthians 10. And the reason this is so important is really the warfare starts in our mind. And, you know, look, you know as well as I, we all struggle sometimes with these negative voices, these darts that the enemy's throwing at us. You know, this idea of, of, of fear versus faith. You know, fear can be <clears throat> that thing that wants to overwhelm us, but God says, take up my shield of faith. Positivity versus negativity. There's so much negativity in the world. It's this horrible spirit of, of negativity and looking. Listen, you can find something to criticize everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, you can find something to criticize. If you've got a negative spirit... You can go to the best restaurant and you'll find something to criticize. You can go to the best church but you'll, and you'll find something to criticize. You can find something wherever you work. You can work for the best company on the planet and you can find something to criticize if you've got a negative spirit. If you've got a negative spirit, you'll always be looking for things to criticize with your spouse. With your spouse. So cultivating a spirit of positivity will defeat a spirit of negativity. And then, of course, doubt versus trust. You know, do we really trust God? You know, there's, there's sometimes where I think that this, this doubt um, comes and we just can feel overwhelmed because we don't see any end in sight. It's kind of felt like that with the whole COVID-19 thing. I mean, it just, <clears throat> you know, the month of April seemed to last forever. And, um, you know, this, this whole doubt, you know, am I going to get sick? Am I going to be able to get my job back? I'm going to find another job. Is, is all the unrest that's going on in society, what's going to happen? And there's just this, this fear and doubt and negativity. But this is where we tune in and we trust God. We learn to trust God. You know, what, is, what does Paul say in Romans 8, 28? He said, for we know that God causes all things to work together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So, just a quick recap. Today, we've talked about the breastplate of righteousness, maintaining our right standing with God, protecting our hearts, peace. As Christians, you know, we, we, we wrap our feet in peace. Our shoes are the gospel of peace. We carry peace with us wherever we go. When there's a conflict, we're, we're peacemakers. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And then there's the shield of faith. The shield of faith, we trust God and we believe that um, He can protect us from the flaming darts that the enemy launches against us. We can bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as we continue to work through um, what spiritual warfare really is and, and just kind of looking at some things that are a little applicable, a little more applicable to where we're at in 2020. I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment, or you can email me, david at davidspell.com. Love to interact with you. Um, while you're at my website, check it out. Subscribe to get my free newsletter. Um, I've got a, a place up there where you can uh, you know, look at my books, 
I've got a number of different types of books and some, some great stuff there, some great resources. There's also a place where you can donate if you want to be a part of our um, missionary ministry that uh, you know we're participating in um, helping build great local churches in South America and India, <clears throat> as well as here in the U.S. So if you want to be a part of that, I would love to have you participate. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning. Thank you.